This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello everyone, welcome to the inaugural episode of the Leadership Podcast Series, Accelerating Growth, hosted by Upgrad. As most of you know, Upgrad is India's largest online higher education company. We enable online programs in the areas of data science, technology, management and law to college students, working professionals and companies in collaboration with top universities like IIT Madras, Triple IIT Bangalore, Duke, Deakin, Liverpool John Moose University among others. Upgrad for business, vision is to be a lifelong learning partner for organizations delivering business outcomes. I am Inakshi Indra and I have the privilege of leading a customer-obsessed team at Upgrad for Business, the B2B arm of Upgrad. This Accelerating Growth podcast is a fortnightly series hosted by yours truly. Over the next few weeks, you will hear from industry leaders across manufacturing, banking, technology and other industries sharing their experiences in building talent and business competencies for their respective organizations. Together, we will share our collective digital learning journey trend analysis and the 2021 impact that we foresee in the market. I have the immense pleasure of running today's podcast with Donny Sruvala, our chairman and co-founder at Upgrad. You also know him from his different avatars of being a first-generation entrepreneur pioneering cable TV in India, building one of the largest toothbrush manufacturing operations and creating a media and entertainment conglomerate UTV. Ronnie is also passionate about social welfare and is active along with his wife Zarina as founder trustees of the Swadesh Foundation, which operates with the single-minded focus of empowering one million lives in rural India. He balances his left brain logic and right brain creativity with seamless ease. For the topic of our conversation today, behavioral skills, big impact, we have singularly focused on Ronnie to be our champion today. Thank you for your time, Ronnie. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you, Minakshmi, for having me. Let's get down to it. Let's try and make this really interesting. Sounds good. So, Ronnie, in the workplace, we often see a hyper-focus on technical skills, the hard-coded skills. Mm-hmm. A study recently conducted by Wanderlich Foundation um, found that 93% of hiring leaders stated soft skills or behavioral skills as an essential element while making hiring decisions. Mm-hmm. Most employees also report that behavioral skills are more important for them than tech skills. The current pandemic, of course, brought this front and center too. While the jury may still be out, what's your take on it? Firstly, I don't see why the jury should be out. And second, I don't see why anyone should be surprised about it. And I don't think this is a this is a revelation during a COVID or a pandemic time. And I don't think it's 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 been there for a long period of time. I think rounded people become leaders. And, you know, just because, the you know, the first time somebody you report to two people or three people report to you, you're already a manager. But leadership qualities have to start from there. And I think the whole organization base is based on the fact that it starts with one person or two people or three people. And that's how an organization grows. So the first and most elementary thing you're thinking about is leadership. And when you're thinking about that, the first and element part is the rounded you, not the specialized you, not the technical you, not the product you, not the sales expert you, not the marketing expert you, not the finance expert you, but the rounded you. Therefore, I think soft skills is a very important part. And I know it sounds like a compartment, but it's not because it's actually a little bit as we would call omnipresent. Right. And when you're omnipresent with your soft skills, that's who you are. I think for people in technology uh, or anyone or in product or in sales, they think that my vocation or my results define me. I think that 
your soft skills define you because you can be a phenomenal technocrat but if you're not being able to communicate that in in whatever form or exemplary leadership qualities or so many others your impact is going to be one third on the flip side i think if you can couple that with soft skills it's a it's a it's a it's a no-brainer but it's also life-changing so I'll just end this question by saying I don't think there should be any surprises. I don't think it's as an if. It's very, very essential. Well said, Ronnie. In fact, we've seen a lot of leaders focusing on it, talking about it. Um, in your experience, why do you see this being a divide per se, or that compartment that you that you spoke of? I think it varies. You know, it's also very geographical. I mean, if you're speaking specifically of India and the workforce in India, it's not high on our priorities. That's not how we've grown up. That's not our grooming. That's not a focus area for us in school. That's definitely not a focus area for us in college. You know, we look at colleges getting by with attendance and degrees versus anywhere else when you're looking at college life and university life. It's a lot of it's a lot of classroom participation. It's about calling out people who will here you would have to call out 60% of your class to speak. Anywhere else, you'll have a problem without not almost all hands going up to have a, a, um, a participation, which means competitiveness is taught to you from a very early stage and here it's not. So if you don't benchmark and you don't comp compete in that context, you just don't feel it's that important. So what happens is that you get very blinded and focused into your hard skills or your degree. And then when you have to sit down and interact and go through an interview or then sit in a meeting room with nine other people and feel natural about interacting, all your best known skills for which your left brain, right brain, everyone has got it very clear in their mind is lost. There's one graping hole. And if you look at that, that's a problem. Or the first time you meet with conflict in a workplace, but you don't know how to handle conflict in a workplace because of the simple reason that that's not something you took. Maybe your, your family background was one where the family was dominating or you were very subservient and then you feel that's the way that goes into your work life, whereas it doesn't. So soft skills is an element where if you don't learn your all of this, you're not going to gain self-confidence. If you're not going to gain self-confidence, you won't have self-conviction, you won't have self-clarity, you won't have so many other selves. So I think it is very essential. I think um, the, the, it's life changing and it improves people. And I think the focus has to be there. In fact, you, you touched upon a very important point. As we look at the global workforce, our colleagues across different parts of the world, we always see this disconnect. Uh, you give an example of children raising hands in their schools and colleges. It's also very evident when you interact with the global workforce, like certain um, cultures or team members are more out there in terms of their responsiveness, while others wait to be spoken with or give their responses. It's maybe even borderline construed as, hey, we are being respectful. That's why we are not kind of speaking out on turn. Right. Right. Um, when you look at this in the different companies that you've been a part of and led, um, do you think it's easy to teach this or is either person has it or they don't? No, I don't think it's a question of whether somebody has it or they don't. And it's not an expectancy that you're born with it. And there are different soft skills for different people. So I think that's the first part. Second of whether teach versus being aware, I think the first part is being aware, being aware of what are your strengths and what do you want to leverage. I may think as a leader, communication skills are important or storytelling is important or, or, or you know, somebody else who's, who's looking at it from a product perspective may want to look at it that what are his two, two core skills. It doesn't boil down to that. I mean, soft skills is a, is a multiple facet 
of you just having a higher impact in your organization, with your team, in your work to be able to make it better. So I think it's different folks for different strokes kind of situation. Uh, and I think people need to find that out. I don't think it's a question of being taught. I think it's a question of being aware. I think after that, it's a question of then working on it. Sure, you can go out and do, um, you know, a course on communication skills, but not everyone is necessarily has to crack that because when you want to be participative, how do you go about those ones? So I think it's awareness and then getting on with that. But key is self-confidence. So self-confidence at the core and the two things that I'm taking away is awareness and then action. It's important to be aware mm -hmm. and then act on it in case if the interest is to work on it or improve on it. Uh, Ronnie, you uh, you are seen as a master storyteller. You have theater experience. Throughout your career, could you share an anecdote or an episode or multiple ones of that with our audience on the role that behavioral or soft skills have played in terms of that higher impact that you spoke about previously? So I think I'll first start with where it didn't create an impact and where it didn't work for me because I think that's when I realized that I'm in trouble, right? Because um, I came from a lower middle class home, so self-confidence and communication skills are not normal. Second, uh, you go to school and, you know, it's not a very competitive school and it's just one of those schools and you just feel everywhere that, am I entitled to anything? Am I, am I, can I think big or there's so many people around me that are way ahead? So I think at that very early stage when I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I realized uh, many things and many facets and that's the crossroads that we all reach in life as to... When I'm looking to hire people, for example, I think people need to get inspired. And so as a manager, as a CEO or as a leader or as an entrepreneur, uh, what are your inspiration qualities? What is your ability to be able to communicate? And I think at that very early stage, I realized uh, that when I say storytelling, it's an art of communication, right? Storytelling does not mean that you cook up a story. Storytelling means I'm being able to hold your attention because I'm either punctuating something or enacting an anecdote. So if I give you a personal example, it's already become personal. If I'm having a if I'm having an interview with somebody and he says, OK, so why don't you take five minutes and tell me your background? And then all I do is read out my CV, not read out, but actually articulate my CV. Well, from 2000 to 2008, I was in this place and this is what I did. Or I pause and I say, you know, I would say between 2000 and 2008, my learnings were this, this and this. And then in something really different happened to me in 2008, where I reached an extremely important crossroad in my life. And that's when I realized that this is what I needed to do. And so therefore, this, 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 this happened. Suddenly, the other person is trying to get engaged. And it's not a CV anymore. It's come to life. So that's, I think, uh, an important part when you're at an interview. When you're when you're when you're addressing a company or a group of people where 100 people are there and you know that you're not going to pay salaries the next month because you're having a big financial crisis and maybe 30 people may be out of a job to survive for the balance 70 people. That requires a lot of different skills, right? Those are also soft skills. There again, I think not storytelling, but the art of being able to communicate in storytelling, because I think at the importance element of the day, if you can communicate bad news in a positive manner, people accept that in a very and, you know, bad news has to travel faster than good news. It has to travel and it has to be complete. I think part of my storytelling is, am I saying something complete? 
So completeness of a storytelling also plays a role. So I think it's various parts to that. Got it. Got it. So you touched upon where it didn't work, and then your work philosophy or your story of, uh, or your philosophy about bringing storytelling to life. I think today the power for what I use storytelling is really to to attract, to inspire, um, sometimes to bring home a point. Right? I might give an anecdote to somebody. of something which where i'm not being able to communicate the point because if i'm saying look this is a weak point and you need to do this you need to do that it just sounds like a staccato instruction but if i put that context into a story of mine and i say you know i can understand what you're feeling because about 8 years back i went through this um i think i'll be able to communicate to you i've created a little sense of attention a little bit of empathy and then i've got through So then Ronnie if I were to paraphrase what you said you would obviously recommend the softer skills in terms of storytelling and communication are these the ones that you would always over index on as you look at building teams or hiring or to our audience no. at large No 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 I would not over index on that I just gave you one as a narrative I mean to me you know 60 70% of the workforce of any company comes from what people call small towns now the very fact that for example somebody says I'm coming from a small town I'll pause them and say Excuse me. What do you mean by a small town? Because you don't have a small mind. You don't have a small ambition. You don't have a small dream. So are you just talking about geography? Are you talking about population? How can you help it if you're coming from a population of one million people versus people who are coming from a town of nineteen million people where you don't know whether the grass is green on the other side again? So I think you know when you look at that, uh, there are many other skills that come into place. You because it core is. your level of self confidence and what is adding positive energy for you to get your self confidence up because once you have that a lot of things fall into place but in fact it's a very interesting point that you that you made um, over the past year or so as we look at building a grad for business as well and as we go to companies we are realizing a lot of import is placed on hey you guys have amazing courses for data tech so on and so forth what can we do in terms of enhancement of softer skills for our employees and we've been doing a lot around it i'm glad that you touched upon it the next one that i want to check with you ronnie is more again experiential mm-hmm. again i'm just trying to kind of break down into the the soft skills that you would recommend to our audience it's not a defined element of that i mean i think sometimes for me um the ability to be able to be the different person in the room uh to evoke positive energy you know to be able to handle conflicts well these are all important soft skills anything that gets you to be collaborative in your work uh and gets you to the next level of what you want to do is an important soft skill okay that that's helpful and because we are talking about this how do you assess it like when you're talking about again in the workforce is great to say hey i'm working on it i'm building on it how do you measure proficiency how do you assess that all right like my team is working towards it or certain individuals that i i wanted to be a lot more effective self confident better in I communication each, i think for each one it will have to be outcomes right i mean we're, we're at the end of the outcomes day you know yeah sales outcomes are revenue and product outcomes are is somebody getting onto that so like anything else in soft skills it's about outcomes if your outcome is because of that now i'm being a little bit more vocal i'm being able to participate and get my thought process too i'm even being able to say no many times i would say 9 out of 10 times we have such a problem saying no and it's not no for the sake of no but i'm just saying that most of us move sideways and think we're going to compromise because 
it's a confrontative situation. Somebody's telling you, by the way, what, what, what about this? You say, yes, this is also a good idea. Then somebody says, oh, what about that? And you say, yes, this is also a good idea. The question is, where are you going to go? So I think how and where and you say no are also an outcome of you having got your sense of clarity and confidence to be able to do that. But I think measure your own outcomes based on what you prioritize as your soft skills. So again, being intentional about it and then, like you said, different strokes for different folks. Yes, it is different strokes for different folks. There are no commonalities. I would say decent communication skills is an important commonality. But to most people, they think, therefore, I need to be fluent in English and I need to have a good diction. Not at all. You could be talking on your native language. You could be talking slowly. You could be talking with a pause. You could be a reasonably a silent person. As long as you are effectively communication, silence sometimes communicates more than even the sure, voice. It does. Yeah. If somebody talks to me and I go, hmm, and then I pause, then the, I'm already communicating with the other guy that I don't think you've thought this thing through that well. So let me try and interpret that. I don't even know how to ask you a question on that. So there's so much you can do on that. But because of that, are you being more effective in your work and are you becoming a more effective leader? That's the outcome. Got it. And um, how would you recommend uh, some ways or tips can, if you can give to our audience about leaders and future leaders um, who can work on these elements? Well, look, I mean, I think today at this stage and age, I'm, 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 I'm as, I feel as young and open-minded about leadership. I mean, for me, I think it's important that when I lead from the front, I expect people to commit. You need to commit. I think you need to evaluate how badly you want to do something. What is the price you're willing to pay for it? What's the sacrifice you're willing to do that? And I think that'll, that cuts through a lot of icebergs when you can figure out what is the price that I want to pay for it? What are the sacrifices I want to do? How badly do I want something? And it's not just a task. It's about how badly you want whatever. Because this whole question of balance comes about once you're a little clear about that. I mentioned things like, you know, for me, ability to say no is, a, is it actually means you could have arrived as a person if you are starting to push back and say, no, I don't agree with you. Most people don't want to say that. I don't agree with you. Um, empathy is an important point in the, in the element of soft skills. I think we all mix that up because we think empathy is a very evolved thing. I need to be very mature to be empathetic. Not at all. I need to think that empathy is more about being sympathetic to everybody else. Not at all. You can be empathetic, but you can be a very firm boss, a leader, a manager. But you can be empathetic that right now, I've understood what you're saying. If I put myself in your shoes, here's what I would do. The minute you answer a question with somebody that says, you know, I hear you. I don't think that's the right answer. But if I was in your shoes, here's what I would do. Suddenly, you're being able to communicate in a slightly different sense. And I think most of all, people need to figure out, am I really feeling proud about what I do and whether I'm enjoying what I do? Because at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying what you do, everything is stressful. That's true. And in fact, Ronnie, just going back to maybe like 10 minutes back when you spoke about the aspects of where we are coming from as individuals, the, the nurture part of it, the families, the education, everything else. Um, it also takes certain courage in a workforce to swim against the tide. So when you say saying no, maybe is a very impactful tool, but it also mm -hmm. takes certain gravitas, conviction, courage, self-confidence, all the pointers um, that you spoke about. The reason that I'm Coming back to this is when you talk about in the workforce, whether we like it or not, we get very structured in our thinking. I'm doing this, yeah. here's the outcome, this is how I'm going to yeah. go to it. 
when you talk about behavioral yeah. skills they are softer in nature so it's yeah. very difficult to quantify them as well it's very difficult to keep working on those as well um how do you balance this out and i don't necessarily mean balance between hard skills and soft skills but like balance in terms of where to lead with one and where to lead with the other i think it's also about figuring out what you want to let go and what are your prioritizations so i think one of them is definitely prioritizations um i think it also depends on whether how it's being received right because at the end of the day as a leader part of the whole process is to understand how much i can push whoever i can what is their core competence where do i add value versus where do i feel that uh pressure is needed or determination is needed or whatever else so i think it it will vary from um on situation to situation all right uh, again going back to uh, back to the same thing about being very intentional aware and then acting upon it um running my next query like hearing the themes that's coming across it's also then very important for let's say a leader or a business to create an environment where everyone can thrive to create an environment where all of your skills come to the surface um in the past have you had some situations wherein you felt that a good ecosystem wasn't there or some situation wherein you were able to promote that within your organization yeah i think culture is one of the most underrated uh situations that most people face and we feel culture is you know the glass board of the reception where you outline a few mission statements or vision statements or culture statements and then it's all stored because it's not it's daily practice and it does lead from the front if people are not leading from the front culture is about it being practiced daily culture is about leading from the front culture is about more than 2 and 3 and 5 people in the organization but 30 40 50 people leading that so i think the culture part is is just incredibly important to set it can make the difference between success and phenomenal success you know there are many companies that can be reasonably successful but a phenomenal culture will do that now that culture could be drive or that you know or growth and it could be just a highly driven organization or it could be highly creative organization or it could be a um, whatever it is that drives that and then then birds of a feather do flock together in some form or the other because then you attract people with that culture oh i don't mind being driven i don't mind my work life balance because it's such a creative organization and i'm having so much fun that i'm not even counting the hours in the day that's one culture you know or oh my god this is a highly stressful environment but i'm in this mode where for 4 years i'm going to learn so much in this highly stressful environment i might burn out at the end i may not at the end of 4 years i may move out but for those 4 years it's taught me what 16 years of my life got to taught me so that's you know there's a quid pro quo there's a given pro uh, you know there's a given take on that running on making it sound easy when it's anything but uh, so for you what's the element that you that you find the most difficult my personal struggle when it i guess comes to soft skills would be i i, I need to be less distracted than i am in many ways you know because when you multitask there's a fine line between that distraction multitasking and doing multiple things now i can say i am into a not for profit i am into a profit i am doing something that is highly creative i enjoy that am i effective in all of those yes on a base level i think i could be very distracted by it so it takes a lot of discipline and i think all of us think we have good discipline but i i i think on my discipline chart uh you know i'm 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 i rate myself low even though i do manage to pack in a lot in a day and to an outside person may look like but you can't do what you're doing unless you're disciplined but i'm saying for the level of what i want to do what i want to do and the impact i want to create i can be a lot more disciplined 
So I think with each one, you would dive deeper into all of that. I think my, yeah, I think that would be the core between the element of discipline and distraction, if I can look at those two, would be one. And the second one would be, I see myself sometimes being a little too restless. That can put a lot of pressure on the team members that I work with. On one I can side, vouch for the last one. The restless part? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it should rub out positively. If it's rubbing out negatively, that's fine. I'm assuming since you're laughing at it, it's half positive, half negative. It is full positive, but it's, it just kind of takes attention to it. Yes, yes. So, I mean, I think for me, one of the soft skills I like is being unpredictable, for example. I mean, I, it maybe it's not a soft skill, but, you know, this element of impromptuness kind of makes you a little unpredictable. And that's what maybe draws people to be inspired and or feel this is the place where I learn more and more. And then this, this well put, uh, distraction, discipline. Um, I'm sure the yardstick with which you are looking at your level of discipline and where others might be, I would again say everyone, everyone needs to form their own yardstick and level of But it. you know, I was speaking to a group of about 100 people uh, from one of the army training schools this morning, and they were actually treating them outside of everything else, entrepreneurship. And I was giving a talk. And I said, look, one of the things I don't have to talk to you about is discipline. Because imagine most entrepreneurs are substantially undisciplined, indisciplined. So what you've learned in the army is nothing but core discipline. So if you can take that discipline, I don't mean discipline about yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, but just about the discipline of everything uh, and the accountability of time and, and this very narrow, very straight line approach to whatever else. And we put that into entrepreneurship. You could actually become a more successful entrepreneur than many others with crazier ideas. Interesting. Very interestingly put. Uh, Ronnie, we're just about uh, wrapping this up. Sure. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience? No, I think we're, I think it's a phenomenal part that we're actually discussing something like soft skills, especially in a country like India, where I think um, we have not been able to conquer that. And I think our true potential, even as a nation, cannot be in this survival approach, cannot be in a BPO approach, cannot be in a cost arbitrage approach, can't be about telling you what you want to do and I can do it cheaper or whatever else. If we want to be part of the fourth industrial revolution, um, we need to be extremely confident. Uh, we need to be extremely clear. And I can guarantee you that soft skills will going to play a very important part in our personal success and in our nation's success. Got it. And Ronnie, I can't um, let you go without asking. I know you read a lot. I'm a bibliophile myself. Any any books or recommendations or articles that you would recommend to our audience around this topic today? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm writing a I'm writing a book on soft skills myself. So I'm not oh, I'm, I'm not pushing that and I'm not doing that. But uh, it's called Up Your Game, you know. Um, and it's, I'm dealing with multiple chapters. But again, I'm I'm talking in a first person way. Uh, of what I do, what I learned, and how that would make a difference. So when that comes up, I, I hope people read it because I think it's been uh, it's been interestingly told. But otherwise, when I have my reading habits, I like chapters. I, I like to absorb in nuggets and not in whole book forms. All right. So it, does it also kind of go back to that restlessness that you talked about? You want to get most out of that chapter at that type point in time? 
Yes, I, I don't know about the restless part, but yes, I do want to get most out of that chapter. Not everything may be relevant to me. So I think when you're being brutal about your time allocation, you can look at something, sometimes an index, sometimes. See, but I think this is also the 21st century, and that's why storytelling is important. If you haven't got my attention in the first paragraph, the probability is that you're not going to get it afterwards. It's true. True. And there's so much, so many things that drive our attention, Ronnie, for sure. Uh, when is Up Your Game coming out, Ronnie? Um, hopefully June, July, earliest June, latest July of 2021. We'll keep an ear out for that for sure. Audience, I hope you got a lot of informational nuggets out of it. Um, hearing from Ronnie speak about his experience, his journey and how he's built uh, magnificent teams over the, over the years. In conclusion, while behavioral skills is a muscle that takes time to flex, these definitely can be developed through self-confidence, awareness and action. The ability for us to stay organized, communicate effectively, be good storytellers and work efficiently on ourselves are essential for the workforce today and the intention of this podcast is to bring that front and center. Thank you everyone listening in. Uh, please do share this podcast with your peers, your colleagues, your friends. Let us know what you think about that in the comment section below. And you can also view this on LinkedIn. Tag us with the hashtag Accelerating Growth, hashtag upgrade for business do subscribe to our podcast as well thank you very much ronnie it was wonderful speaking thank with you, you again lovely thank you so much thank you for having me